Hey, what's going on? Greetings, have a good day, and welcome to the 155th edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fairfield, and we're here talking about your Toronto Blizzard. One mere wait, one mere week away from uh, the beginning of the season, from opening day in Toronto, of all things. Uh, and, uh, and as a rare treat... Uh, joining me not via the magic of the internet, but joining me across the table, Mr. Andrew Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying being uh, here in the same room. And I'm also concerned about all the table and chair noise we're going to make during this podcast. We've got this beautiful puzzle depicting an Austrian lake scene that a uh, friend of the podcast, Bo, uh, just completed with his, um, his, uh, his, his living partner. And it's a terrific puzzle. I don't know how, about its audio uh, capabilities, but... Um, We'll be fine. Just, ima- just imagine a puzzle. Imagine and there puzzle. it is. It's, it's very much like that. It's got some nice uh, scenery in the background. Uh, speaking of scenery uh, and it being in the same room, mm. uh, next week, opening day, is, of course, uh, Thursday. And the Blue Jays will take on uh, your Toronto Blue Jays, I should mention. We'll mm-hmm. take on the New York Yankees at the Rogers Center. That day, the 29th of March, across the street at the Rec Room, you and I will be there doing a live one of these. It's not even the Annex Rec Room. It's no, the it's not. actual rec room. The it's the, it's like room. the real, like, like decent, nice-looking bar that they got there. They're pretty fun. It is. It's like an adult Chuck E. Cheese, and I, as I understand yeah. it, Cineplex, the movie place, owns them. Oh, really? So they're oh. rolling up fifty of them across the country because there are lots of uh, grown man children uh, <laughs> who want to play Papa Shot and Street Fighter while they drink beer. Okay, well. So we may or may not be appearing at the rec room, depending if they just heard that. It's it's a fine place. Oh, it's not them. They are catering to a market that exists there of uh, arrested development. <laughs> <laughs> Those of us whose development has been long arrested. All right. I, I had a good time. I, I have a I have a wristband. You get a little wristband. It's got credits on it. So we had my office holiday party there this year. Wow. And uh, I have uh, credit left, so I'm going to be... Fr- it's a free roll. Holy shit. It's a street, well, a street I, fighter's free roll. I got to tell you, this is this is the first I'm hearing of any of this. I had no idea that that's what this was all about. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. this was just a big bar. It's huge. It's got a nice beer list and some nice food. You got some ciders there? Of course they have that's ciders. Good. They would not lead you astray, sir. Yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, speaking of leading us astray... Uh, I don't know what to make of the Blue Jays right now. Uh, it's we well, be- well, better be hopeful now because it's not going to last. Except for our our beautiful thick son, our thick son, <laughs> and the other one, and the and the and and, and, the, and the Beaver and yeah. Lance and Blake himself, <laughs> Bo Bichette. Um, well, let's well, we can get to that. But um, we didn't do one of these last week. We did a couple the week before, and so hopefully, leading up to next uh, the season beginning, we're going to do a, um, we'll do the live one on Thursday. I'm going to try and do some table setting as well mm-hmm. with some uh, with some special guests. So we'll see how that works out. You know how these things do. Um, but yeah. I mean, the problem right now, if you're the Blue Jays, is you've watched the other teams that we've been sort of banging on them being bad and wondering about how the offseason was going to shake out. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, the other teams have gotten better a little bit. Is this about Alex Cobb? It's a little bit about Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb is less of a... The, the Alex Cobb, of course, former Rays pitcher, signed with the Orioles today or yesterday. Yeah. One of those Four days. years, like $56 million. Good for him. Yeah. I like Bizarre, Alex Cobb yeah. okay. Yeah. I like him as a, as a pitcher. Um, and it's good to see somebody get some money. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know if you listened to Effectively uh, Effectively Wild, the most recent one. When I was coming up to Toronto, I listened to it on the GO train. And the, just incredulous. Like, what leverage did he have? Like, Sullivan and and, uh, and Ben just like, how did how did they do this? How did the Baltimore do this? What? Like, who were they bidding against in this magical race for Alex Cobb? No, that's true. That's on, like, point. the eve of spring training, a guy who's, you know, been throwing bullpens all, like, all spring. I don't even know what the fuck he's been doing. Sitting around waiting to get paid. Uh, good good and, on him. Good on At him. least somebody's getting paid. The issue is not that the Orioles have, are now vastly improved by the addition of Alex Cobb. They're not worse. No. They're um, not. They're still not good. Uh, they signed somebody else that was... Sh- oh, they signed uh, Andrew Kashner. Yeah. They're still bad. Yeah. But they're not as bad. They, they're increased by an increment. And at a team that... I think this is where you're going. A team that the Jays played 19 times has increased by an increment. Whereas, say, the Minnesota Twins, who the Jays are you know competing for, vying for the second wild card with, True. made very nice pickups of their own. Though they were kind of... You know, some of the... Well, well, nice, nicely done. Like, but a lot of those pickups were sort of lauded for... How cheaply they got yeah. talent, as opposed to being like, like you know, the, it's like they won the off season in air quotes, but like, if they even did, I don't think they did. But like, if they, if yeah, it's more about uh, dollars per war than actually making their team all that much better. Uh, but they're also in a trash division with trash teams like the fucking Tigers and the, especially the Royals, who are barely a team, uh, and the White Sox. They are. The addition of like Lance Lynn is a, is a, is an example, but as it pertains to a team that's closer to contending for me, mm-hmm. Lance Lynn makes the Twins a better team, just like Alex Cobb makes the Orioles a better team. The, the Orioles have so many other places they need to improve. Mm-hmm. Where the Twins, he is raising the floor as the yeah. as become the mantra in these parts, and that's not bad. Having Lance Lynn make thirty starts at the the front, back, middle of your rotate or mm-hmm. your rotation, wherever it is, that's going to give you an extra chance to win over whoever else, over the whoever's in the back half of the Twins' starting rotation depth, right? Yeah. So for me, that's a problem. And Lomo is another thing. I mean, he's a good player, good enough, and you yeah. find room for him. And a but... guy, a guy who you know did the thing that we always, you know, everybody always says, uh, had an outlier season, but made a physical change, or you know, changed the the launch angles, and, yeah. and so there, there's reason to believe in Lomo, even though he sort of has had an un, uh, uninspiring career until he went nuts last year. So that could be a very nice pickup for them too. They're, they're, they're a problem. They're a problem. The, the Twins are a problem. The Angels are a problem. Although now apparently it seems as though the Angels have the problems of their own, as uh, Shohei Otani has not gotten off to a gangbuster start. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to do any of the things that. So the belief, quickly about Otani is, he could hit, but he needs reps. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get reps, no, in the big leagues necessarily. It's going to be hard to find him at bats. They're going to have to search for those at bats to give them to him. The report is he's going to start opening day as the DH, which is probably more about mm-hmm. consumer confidence. Could be, yeah. Could but be. Um, uh, he's not. So he hasn't hit well, even though he's. Put, puts on big shows in BP mm-hmm. uh, and and has shown a decent approach. I've watched a few of his at-bats and watched him pitch a couple times. Um, so, to me, I don't think he's far off. And he's, As he, a hitter. as Well, as a hitter and as as a pitcher more so. As a hitter, it's kind of hard to yeah, tell. Yeah. The, the pitcher, I... 
I feel like it, it would be folly to gloat about his bad spring because I think he's going to figure it out. Oh, for sure. And I mean, he he has stuff is crazy, and he gives up. He's given up a lot of home runs in spring training, but I think that he will be fine. Um, I think that he will will learn on the go. And as the catchers learn him, and as he learns the yeah. league and learns the hitters, I don't think that stuff is just too good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't think everybody was salivating over him in Japan for all this time about that stuff, or that it's going to just go up in smoke. They were all wrong. Everyone was wrong. <laughs> all the scouts, all no, the professionals was, who like, got throwing... on planes to go to Japan to watch him pitch. But all there wrong. was the elbow thing, and there was the, you know, he's not maybe throwing as hard as people thought. He's going to go every sixth day instead of every, uh, uh, every fifth day. So uh, it, I would love to see it blow up. I, I kind of wouldn't, though, because, I mean... It were in any other year where this not the situation, like we're not the situation where it's like the Angels are a legitimate direct competition. You know I, that would be a horrible thing to say because Otani has the potential to be like the most fun player in baseball. Right? Oh my god, he's like yeah, like the like it like that's why everybody went nuts about him. I like, you know I was writing pieces about well maybe the Jays can get him. Holy shit, that would be incredible. So you know I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> but I would kind of right now if it's if it's a rocky first year I think I could take that one question that has been is as yet unanswered the last thing we'll talk about this and then we'll go back we'll go to the Blue Jays mm-hmm. of course but um, why what is stopping the Angels from gaming and service time it's a great question so this man. is something that's obviously become a bit of a, a topic of conversation is uh, Ronald Acuna uh, was sent down by the Braves mm-hmm. when he's pretty clearly, yeah. uh, you know, ready to step in. Alex Anthopoulos yeah. said all like, oh, it was seasoning. Like, he said the things he has to say to avoid yeah. getting sued. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., they've been, they're not going to make the opening roster for the Blue Jays, gaming their service time that way. Uh, you know, it's a problem. It's a thing that's happening across the league, yeah. The, the, blue, the, <laughs> the Otani, uh, sorry, the, the Bichette and, and Guerrero thing, I, I at first it, I feel like this is something we'll, we would probably go through next year. Yeah. But uh, then then I'm changing my mind on that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah. It's a nice luxury to have. Yeah. I mean. But let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's pause, move on. Let's hold was, on from that. I was going to crush dreams for a second. So, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk uh, real quick. Uh, about some of the injuries that are that have been going around. Well, of. did we answer why Otani's going to uh, not getting his service time gamed? Do you have any? There's no reason other than the fact that, like, they don't want to look like assholes, or probably they, there is some sort of a handshake that they don't want to like immediately go back on, or I don't know. God only knows the imagine the the kind of backdoor shenanigans that have, that were involved in that deal. Uh, just I don't know. There's, it's the whole thing's puzzling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it's a puzzle that one day some intrepid reporter will um, piece together when all when all the dust settles. Blue Jays. Oh, I wrote I made I wrote a, a bad note here. So okay. firstly, I wrote like Anthony Alford is hurt. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. He's was going to be out three coming, or six weeks. Coming back faster than that though, he'll be fine. He said I'm always been a fast healer yeah, yeah. because of the myriad injuries I've <laughs> suffered. He would know. I mean, the sample size is uh, not even that small. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he's hurt again, which you know we deal with, we persevere. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the Blue Jays, you're a Blue Jays fan. This is something you need to. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't matter because Teoscar Hernandez has passed him on the death chart anyway. Just like that, I think so. Blue Jays are going to go with the uh, four outfield, the three center fielder, 
technique. They're going to fan him out. Just Oscar Hernandez, Randall Gritchick. When, when one of your left field options is Steve Pierce, maybe that's not the worst idea in the world. All about it. But uh, Alfred, of course, we've talked about him a bunch on this show because he was turning a lot of heads. He was pitching, he's playing mm-hmm. really well. Yeah. And he was making all, everyone into believers in the mm-hmm. early days of spring when only the most desperate of souls are looking to be <laughs> be made into believers. This, this I, I noticed something this week. Uh, in responding, I think, to a mailbag question about uh, gifting Gope. Because I, I was, you know, I think somebody in the mailbag asked, is Danny Espinosa that much better than Gope that they would, like, that's what they're doing there? Uh, and so I was like, okay, I wanted to go over his uh, his spring stats and see, you know, what, you know, just assess the situation before I answer this question. And uh, MLB.com player pages, you can pull up spring stats. And I'm looking at the line for this year, and then I look up, one year and last year in spring training he got like 45 44 plate appearances for the pirates and hit like 500 (laughs) (laughs) so you know oh it was a good it really brought me back to earth about even though everybody always says it we always have to remind it ourselves like don't believe (laughs) things in spring you just you get so fucking bored for six weeks and you're you know there's nothing else to do but to start thinking about like well this guy's going pretty good right now. When you're building mythology, it has to start <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you're right. And and all of those things. I mean, we, we this time of year is, is when we all get so hung up on who's starting the season where. Mm-hmm. And who's the opening day starter. Who's going to be ready for uh, April. Excuse me. Oh, April 15th. Oh, who won the bet? Yeah, who won the early, <laughs> the first yawn bet? We made it much further than, than usual. Um, but uh, it's it's funny that you bring up Danny Espinosa. So Danny, the Jays signed Danny Espinosa, who was you know turfed by the Yankees, uh, wasn't going to make their team because why did Danny Espinosa? We talked about the, the yeah. Oh, this better. this is the one we should be even more mad about is fucking Neil, Neil Walker. Walker. If I knew who should be mad about the Neil Walker tra- uh, signing, Neil fucking Walker. Well, also yes, Neil Walker is a very <laughs> nice player who has what like seven years in a row of being a two win player. Some power hit. From the left side, play a second base, first base, third base. Frankly, he would look great as a Blue Jay, but there's no uh, room at the end. May, may I correct myself just slightly here? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2017 spring uh, for Ngope, uh, 42 at bats. They don't have plate appearances on MLB.com for some reason. Uh, 429, 500, 500. Well, you know. So. <laughs> that one extra base hit sure was a doozy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, less less impressive than that, but nonetheless, Neil Walker should be a Blue Jay. I think we we can talk about that. But well, now he's Walker, a Yankee. Neil Walker does. Where where would Neil Walker play for the Blue Jays? Well, I guess now that he would just be another second baseman they have to trade. Yeah. Before the year is out, they have, there's a, mm, they have to, there's a wide swath sorry. about to be cut. You you putting him at second base? Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking about it today. <laughs> um, I I. I don't know what time of the year it was last year, but I predicted, mm-hmm. baselessly, of course, mm-hmm. because there is no other kind of prediction that I would ever make, that Bo Bichette would get the most reps at second base for the 2018 Blue Jays. He did make that prediction. I am yeah. here now to revisit that. Wow. Uh, so the reason I want to revisit that is because in a spring training game this evening against the Pirates, mm-hmm. uh, Felipe Rivera was the Pirates' release, uh, relief uh, wonderkind, I think. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was traded for Mark Melanson from the Nationals uh, 
to the Pirates when the Nationals needed a closer who wasn't going Strangler. to choke one of their best <laughs> players. Uh, Mark Lanson, of course, He's player. only going to choke innocent victims down. Innocent <laughs> victims, but down by the, the, yeah. the Potomac River. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I don't know if I... One of my favorite... The things that entertain me and me, myself alone mm-hmm. is my internet sleuthing that discovered that the, the Scranton Strangler uh, storyline that was in the <laughs> okay. office. So it's believed that okay. there's, there's, a, there's one conspiracy theory that Toby... Is the strand the Scranton uh, Strangler? Okay, but I think it was actually Mark Melanson it's... because he was in the in the Yankee system then during that time in the show when that was a, a storyline. Interesting. Interesting. So Mark Melanson is the Scranton Strangler, but Felipe Rivera is amazing. He's a beast. He was a, he's two straight years. He's been unbelievable. They finally moved him in the closer role last night. Uh, Bo Bichette, but a young cherub up wearing number 86 or some shit like that yeah uh, took him off opposite field home run yeah on an, like 97 on the inside half which without one swing yeah and one swing alone has me sliding him into the Devin Travis is going to have to find somewhere else to live look <laughs> if you release Troy Tulowitzki and replace him with Bo Bichette. It's like you've given Bichette a three-year, $54 million contract. Who wouldn't sign him to that deal right now? <laughs> uh, Mark Shapiro. <laughs> that is the answer to that question. He would not and will not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he exists just to make every Blue Jays fan miserable. I, you know, uh, everyone has a role to play in this world. <laughs> Danny Espinosa plays place for the Blue Jays now. Well, yeah. Apparently, well, he's at Blue Jays camp. That's right. That's There's 42, 41 left at camp. Some stupid number like that. Yeah. They've been picking guys off the waiver wire. The Sam Giovola. Yeah, like there, that. yeah, yeah. There was a Sam Mall. There was. Oh a, yeah, the uh, Mall. Yeah. There was another guy. Yeah. Well, they got a free fucking forty man space for when they, you know, when they put Tulo on the sixty day. The the sixty day. <laughs> this is where we are. What a tragedy! It is really, really. Shitty, the way that we're. It's like it's a race to shovel as much dirt on his grave while he's fighting his hardest to get out of it. He's his fingernails. It's it's ah, oh, it's just tragic. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were gonna do the Pacino speech from uh, any given Sunday. Just to run the clock there as you were getting drink. You got a no. claw with your fingernails. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Tristelosi's not. Uh, I, it's getting it's getting to that time, isn't it? Well, it's hard to tell. How, how has he played in the spring? Because he hasn't. He did show up as a pitcher there at one point in the, in the baseball card. You know who I wish I I wish I had the forward the forward <laughs> thinking kind of person to corner the market on yeah. the Troy yeah, pitching yeah. baseball card market. Um, oh yeah, do we Fox Media? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I you, bought some of the Tula cards. That's what you're. That's, that's what, what I'm referring to. I didn't have, we didn't have to spell it out. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find a creative way to give those away. There you go. Which you is heard my it intention all the time. It, it reminds me. It reminds me of. Uh, was born in on the. There was. I remember during the Sochi Olympics, we were at the score, and there was. Uh, there was like those uh, Oshi, uh, TJ Oshi, something, some sort of play on words on Oshi loves Sochi, Sochi something, something like that. Remember, he scored all those uh, shootout, shootout goals. goals. Yeah. And, like, somebody had a Teespring that was, like, killing it after that happened. And then, like, <laughs> I remember just having a laugh because we realized at some point, yeah, those shirts are going to show up in, like, eight weeks and nobody's going to remember this at all. <laughs> like, it's, like, fucking mid-April and you're like, why do I have a fucking Winter Olympics shirt now? All oh, the Teespring days. Yeah. The old license to print money. That... 
bought my bought myself a TV. Oh, shout out to Evan Encarnacio. Does anybody else hurt? Shout, shout out to oh, well, that shout was... out to generic man, <laughs> baseball man wearing blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, I was maybe I'm wrong in being surprised by this. In that uh, Matt Dermody was DFA to make room for one of these Sam Giavola or Sam Mall or these yeah, random guys. You think so? You think that's a surprise? Yeah, maybe because of his left headedness, but also I think he's bad. He's, if we're at Tim Mesa, that would be another thing altogether. We're at Tim Mesa, it would be another thing altogether. Yeah, that I, is true. Yeah, I, I, you know, Dermody. And now, and now I've been reminded of, of the people on Twitter talking about Matt Dermody's fucking Twitter likes. Who does he like? Is he? Is he <laughs> I believe there was Maga Dermody. Is that what? You... I believe there was like a Hitler and Hillary thing going on at one point. Well. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. We've been through this walking, trying to walk between the tear, the, the yeah. raindrops. Yeah, don't uh, a couple times ago. Don't, don't look at people's likes. You are what you, you like. Though. Remember you that like. when you're on there. Um, I don't know. It's just all like, these things happen. This, who's going to pick up Matt Dermody? Yeah, he'll probably be. Yeah, back and if day. somebody does, how long is he going to last on their forty? Not very long. Hmm. So I don't know. I just it's. We're at that time of year where there are all these uh, uh, these kind of roster machinations, and that they're just kind of churning. And now, does that mean anything about what they think of Craig Breslow or or whoever else is their left-handed reliever depth? Or well, Breslow has been told that he won't make the team either. Has he? I believe either Heyman or Kenny Ken Ken, who my, my colleague, who I probably shouldn't call Kenny Ken. <laughs> It's weird. It's weird. T- t- tangent here. It's everybody. Everybody for that di- working for that damn site is so good. <laughs> and then there's me. Welcome to <laughs> imposter syndrome all day. It's fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, one of them had that. Uh, Breslow has been told by the Jays that he won't make the team. Um, I thought the implication at the time was like that he was going to opt out then, or that he had an opt out, or they had mm-hmm. to tell him by a certain day because of the contract. I don't know. I don't know that he's been released or has opted out i don't honestly know what the status of that is because it's craig breslow and... <laughs> who can keep up yeah um but now now we've got danny espinoza and uh gift nagope battling for the backup spot we got joe biagini battling for his roster spot well the thing is about the espinoza and gope thing is you know if if tulo is really like who you know not to not gonna beat him again but alemis diaz a nice little pickup for the Jays this year, and a, a guy with maybe some upside showed upside in, in his you know wacky 2016. But it was, he was really bad last year, like really bad. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan Goins without the glove, bad. That's delightful. That's a delightful thought. Well, and so and so when people wonder, and this I think goes back to the the question that I was asked in the mailbag, you know, uh, why Danny Espinosa, and that's because. Yeah, there's not really a lot going on there. Espinosa has been decent, you know. His uh, the he was decent once. The he defensive, hit like no, the defensive metrics running. really like him. If you look at the the WAR stuff, you know, he he cannot hit at all. No, but he hits about as well as Ryan Goins and plays about as well, good defense as Ryan Goins. Which Danny is, Espinosa. This this is what the this is what the the metrics will tell you. I don't know that I'm gonna buy that. I don't know that I would buy that either. But that's what they tell you. Um. 
Uh, I mean, we're pro- we're almost at the point where we can we can throw out UCR and, and DRS, right? Are we done with those? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. They're yeah. not great. No, but they're better than what came before, and they're better than like. But well, yeah, but I true. You're right. But I mean, I think even just to that, we would have that. Like, really, is that what they say? That can't possibly be right. That's not like old school. I know. I know Omar Vizquel, and he's fucking the greatest shortstop. <laughs> he's a good man. man. <laughs> Ergo. He makes wonderful paintings. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, also damning with faint praise, saying that you're comparable to Ryan Goins in any way. Mm-hmm. I really wish Goins the best. He takes too much shit for being you know, what he is, but... Uh, that almost sounded sincere, which it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it could be. I mean, there is a there is a wide path there for mm-hmm. for some long haired youngster to uh, to come galloping in. I mean, I don't know why you're moving him to second base. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to play. You don't need defense at shortstop anymore. Josh Donaldson can play short. For who though? Yeah, it's a great question. Not the uh, anyway. Not the Blue Jays. Uh, oh, the other, one other thing I did want to mention before you know, as we are just tangenting ourselves to death here, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, Thomas Pannon got dinged. Oh yeah, that's right. He's out there searching with OJ for the real killer, of course, as they all are. <laughs> yeah, with Bing Bong. Mm. <laughs> Poor Colabella. That was the saddest when he played in that free agent game. Oh, Carlo with Travis Snyder. Oh, oh yeah, I'm really glad I didn't watch that. But uh, yeah, Panom getting getting dinged. Uh, you know, Samad Taylor was always the uh, the jewel of that trade. Anyway, nobody wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> athletic uh, middle infielder, low minors. He's gonna Who be the, the, what trade brought Panom? I didn't. Even, the Joe even Smith trade was it not? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but there's yeah, this okay. other there's this other kid like a 19 year old uh, mm-hmm. infielder and in, like rookie baller, low A. Um. What's another newsy thing we can talk about? Oh, well, Jay Happ is going to make the opening day start. That's a thing, yeah. I did a sporkle after a few days. Uh, that was like, he started on opening day, and it was difficult. I bet it was, yeah. I forgot Sean Markham was a player that played for the Blue Jays. Yeah, I might have got that one. I, 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 I had uh, Esteban Loaiza. This is my my ultimate undoing, often on, on sporkle, mm-hmm. is that I couldn't spell Loaiza. Right. <laughs> So I you're doing all up. those Loiza sparkles, or you just mean in general last name? In general, whenever there's one thing that something that let me down, I'm like, well, I could I, because I could not spell uh, spell it, and so it, it did not make its way in. Mm. I don't know, J Hap. So I talked about this. J Hap's kind of very quiet goodness, and or above uh, very goodness, mm-hmm. is so quiet that nobody notices, and it's just most underrated like, player in baseball. It just sort of keeps. I, I don't, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> He's, he's probably up there, though. I don't know. He's name, really name good. He's pretty good. And he has been very good for the Blue Jays for the life of this his second stint with the club. Yeah. It's really quite a thing. It's. Uh, I mean, it's all Russell Martin, obviously. but It is all Russell Martin. He's, he's something else. Big fan of Russell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, everyone, people are trying to trade him, trying to lump him in with. Who, who's he going to play for? Come on. He doesn't want Let's to go anywhere. Him. That would be bad to trade Russell Martin. I think so. I mean, when, yeah. He'll go to the Expos when they come back, when he's like 47. <laughs> Still playing. You can catch 120 games here. <laughs> slugs, slugs 150 for the year. 
I don't know if you caught the thing that I, I was I maybe mentioned it a couple times uh, in the last couple weeks about thirty five year old catchers. I think I, I like you do a you know you search the the Fangraphs leaderboards for catchers mm-hmm. who uh, above age thirty five. 450 pl- uh, plate appearances over, say, the last 10 years. There's, like, four of them. hmm Yeah. Probably not the... Well, it probably Jason Veritek at the end of his career, maybe? I think there was a Veritek. There was a couple Pruszynskis. There's more than four. There was a Jason Kendall. Uh, the list is short, is, is what it is. And that's the thing that Russell Martin is going to attempt to, uh, to do. He's going to try to join that list this year. He's 35. 35. Yeah. Russell Martin was better than all those guys, though. I think so. I don't think that's unfair to say. Yeah. Yeah, probably better conditioned. Mm-hmm. Not not to cast aspersions on AJ fucking fuckface Przinsky, but uh, I think Russell Martin can beat him up. <laughs> he's no uh, he's no Michael Barrett, but uh, <laughs> former Blue Jay Michael Barrett. That's right. Very briefly, but that... he started on opening day, like Jay Happ. Well, I wonder what year that was. Michael Barrett. Yeah, I'm gonna guess 2005. Wow. That's my guess. They all blend in. I had to look up because Carlos Villanueva got uh, got a big player development job with uh, with the Twins. No, with the Brewers. I Brewers. Oh yeah, Brewers. you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but got a you know, and it was like oh you know, well he was he was a union rep when he was here, even though he was just Carlos Villanueva. And it's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had to. Look, I was like, oh, it was like 2010, 11. I'm like, that wasn't even that long ago. Shit, what the hell? And it's all all those years blend together, as I think I'm about to find out. 2009 for Michael. Whoa. Perry. <laughs> okay. So 2009, right. Michael Perry. That pretty much puts him in between a Molina and a Barajas, in my mind. Or maybe with them? Was he? Jesus, that would be a hell of a fucking. 2009 Blue Jays were the beginning. Was when they weren't good anymore. Right, that was the last Richardi year, I believe. Right. Yeah, that yeah. that was so. Um, they did give. Oh, that was the year of Raul Raul Chavez. Oh, Raul Chavez and, yeah. and Michael Barrett, and then Rod Barras caught 125 games. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe that team was really bad. I still remember. Was it a? Oh, there. I mean, there was one where he just fucking splashed down on home plate. There's a Molina one as well where he like hit a triple or something like that. Where I was in the this was when I would go to like fucking sixty games a year. Yes, me too. And uh, some wonderful moments with the with the fat catchers back then. Look at this fucking parade of misery. Yeah, it's not. It's not that was Marco Scudero. That was when Scudero was really good. That was he parlayed that into a job with the Giants, of course, and he won a bunch of a bunch of rings. Brian, Brian Tell, this is the beginning of the blog, the blog yeah, is when we this were is miser- the, miserably years. being like, why didn't they, why didn't they DFA Jose Bautista? <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing, right? Yeah, yeah, what's his name? John Hale wrote a big thing about why they, why would they tender him a contract when they have, there was somebody that was waiting in the minors. That was, yeah. That was something. But uh, this was the, Ra- that was, this was the Randy Ruiz year. And oh Randy yes! Like 10, 10 home runs in September, and mm. I was like, "Oh yeah, Ruiz is the one." And then he like <laughs> went to Japanese AAA or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Joe Inglet. Anyway, we're not talking about two thousand and nine because that's almost ten years ago. Jesus, we should have just done this in the off season. Just to wandered around. Just go through. just roster bait on on various mid two thousands Blue Jays rosters. People would people would continue to support us. As I'm going to do generous, like a... generously as they do. If we did that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn this into like one of those deep dive history podcasts on that 2006, 2007, 2008 
Blue Jays. Yeah. Those the, those years. Well, I would do it. There's do a book. It. There's a book to be written there. You want Absolutely, to, there's yeah, a book. Let's yeah. do it. We'll do the podcast as well. We'll do it. We'll do like um, like not, super obsessive style. I'm supposed to be writing a book and running out of time. On that, you're writing that book? Not that book. Another book. Oh wow, books are hard to write. That's a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't even write a. Oh, Jesse Carlson. What a, what a machine. Two win, Jesse Carlson. Was he worth? That that one, did yeah. he win? Did are you talking like win loss record? No, like two wins above replacement. <laughs> A, sh- a shade below Vernon Wells. Was that a? Uh, was he one of the guys that uh, Gibby fucking blew his arm up? Or was oh this yeah. the Cito year. He's pitched sixty nine times. A very nice season indeed. Uh, to two twenty five year. Right. That was his year when he came out of nowhere and he pitched that out of that bases loaded jam. Oh, and that, that was like, one of his first yeah. his first appearances, and it was like fuck yes, that guy. Well, and see the other th- the thing is, it's like okay, sixty nine. Uh, you know, as nice as that is, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What that doesn't take into account is the fact that, like, Gibbons didn't start trusting him until, like, fucking early July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, like, there's 14 in the first fucking yes, three this, months of the season. 2008 was the year that they fired Gibby and then they brought Cito back. What they, a magical time that They was. won 86 games. Their Pythag was 93. Well, I mean, Gibbons' teams always fucking underperform their Pythagorean record. That's true. It's true, Marco Scuro, four win, four win player. Marco Scuro, the fucking Cito, the Cito thing. What a like what I I was aghast by it and I hated it the whole time. But you must, I do now, must marvel. I have to marvel at just the pure fucking cynicism of it. Like just the pure like we're <laughs> we're fucked. They all hate us. What can we possibly do that won't seem like a colossal fuck up in everybody's eyes? And it's, here's Cito, please, like my team. And people bought it. People who were, like, curmudgeons like myself were like, this is an outrage. But a lot of we people We showed our it. asses for, like, two full years online, <laughs> oh, yeah. railing against oh, yeah. Cito's, Clarence, his ongoing employment for the Blues. Yeah. Let, let, let us also not he, forget. He was, he, was better. he was better than I gave him credit for. Absolutely. Yeah. He was. I, his, his, I, his philosophy, his lose one to win two later... It's not the worst. No. Because in, in hindsight, over the, the benefit of, of, of time has passed, we've realized that managing every single... I, I've realized that trying to man, manage every game in May and June, mm-hmm. like it's the seventh game of the World Series, is dumb. Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't put your players in a position to succeed, which I don't think Cito was necessarily the best at. I feel there may have been some young players who could have used a bit more... Uh, <laughs> a few more reps. Well, it, Cito is... <laughs> or maybe had maybe not used the... The first time you're in the cage and they're going, you're not going to swing like that in the game, are you? Yeah, that's right. Jesus Christ. Is that your swing? Jesus Christ. Um, it's very much gone the other way. The managers, right? Like mm. Aaron Boone's job. There was a good quote about Aaron Boone talking about how he's off of the idea of like personal catchers. He was like, Gary is Gary Sanchez is, is the, the Yankees catcher. He's not going to baby right. him. He's not worried about his receiving and I, and I can't help but wonder about uh, the fact that he's not a catcher, where Joe Girardi is like so precious mm-hmm. about. And catchers, uh, I was having this discussion online today, but like catchers are so precious about their own value to the team in terms of the soft skills and game calling and right, whispering right, right. and things like that. Where a position player whose dad and grandfather were big league catchers, probably rolling his eyes for like, Could you shut <laughs> the fuck up? Like no one, no no catcher is that important. Just stop it. I fucking. It would have been 2015. I was looking at the fucking 
uh, I don't know if it was about Russell Martin. I was looking at something, but I was looking at Russell Martin's, I think, playoff stats for 2015. And, like, the number of the games played, I was like, that's kind of low. And it's, it's like, oh, right. Tiago Navarro was Estrada's personal catcher, and there were all these games where like Martin didn't play because Navarro had to catch Estrada. Mm-hmm. That happened. That happened like three years ago. But then it's fucking it crazy. did happen three years ago, and then there be, there were still people who <laughs> Martin Estrada would give up more than two runs with Russell Martin behind the plate. It's like, it, that's that it. fucking idiot yeah. Gibbons doesn't mm-hmm. give him uh, yeah. Navarro to throw to. Um, but by the way, back to the, I wanted to make this point before. Sure. Not only was it batshit insane that they pulled the, the ghost of Cito Gaston out and threw him in a uniform. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about put him on the scene. It's not. We're not going to talk about that. The fact that, given the opportunity to hire his manager, let us not forget mm-hmm. that Alex Anthopoulos was like, fuck it, bring back John goddamn Gibbons. And they did. And now he's like the most beloved manager. It, well, no, he's not. Uh, yeah, no, there's still a lot of... Well. People are going to hate any manager, obviously. But yeah, no, that was amazing. John Gibbons. That was fucking amazing. They plucked John Gibbons off. Like, Was he in San- Double A? He was midget manager. He, he was the Royals bench coach for a while. And I don't think he took to that. And then he was just so. at home. <laughs> he thought he was coming in for an interview to do to be the bench coach or to be something. He didn't... <laughs> Alex is there fucking offering him the manager. Incredible. Job. He was he was managing Double A so that he could basically like be sleep in his own bed. I think it was yeah because it was San San Antonio that he yeah. managed yeah. And he was like ah uh, you know <laughs> maybe I'll eh, good on uh, hey cutting my own lawn and stuff like that just like hanging out. It's good on Alex. That's a that's a beautiful thing. John Gibbons is second all time on the Blue Jays win list. It is. I mean he's a long way behind Cito, but he he, he would be yeah. But he also he's and, second though he's ahead of I mean how long was Cox? Cox wasn't there long enough to double more than doubled Cox. Wow. Okay. Bobby Cox won 355 games. John Gibbons won 720. Gibby's 20 games over 500. He, uh, as far as winning percentage goes, he's that's uh, wow. Okay. 20 games over. Yeah. I guess 2015 and 16 will do that to you. He's also Those pretty good years. He's but 20 games over 500. It's 507 winning percentage is nine eighth because there's like Mel Queen managed a handful of games. Gino Tanachi, Gene Tennis managed a handful of games and won a bunch what, of them. Did Queen, did Queen manage, did Cito fuck, some, there was some fucking shit with Cito there. The real, the real old timers will remember that. Didn't Cito fucking... Was it the end of the year? End of his last year, the first term? It was, was, it, it, was, like, it, was like, it was like three games left. He's like, no, fuck this, I'm not. <laughs> so, I, don't, don't quote me on that, but there's some fucking story there. I'm sure people are screaming at their fucking headphones about that but also important to remember buck martinez managed the blue jays ah 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 that i was I, yeah i was back into it at that point i then remember being very outraged by that i was that not whole, as much that whole escapade what year was that that was right he was right before tosca right he was the last was he the last gord ash one that was that was the 2001. Right, right. And Rich Hardy fired him and put in uh, Carlos Tosca. Yes, so. he did. Who's been, whose first base coach was John Gibbons, for that some reason, right. who, uh, who took over when Tosca got fired. Carlos yeah. Tosca was the Blue Jays manager for 382 games, and they were 191 and 191. <laughs> That's impressive. That's hard to do. doesn't feel like he should get fired at that point, necessarily, given the state of the Blue Jays in 2002 and three. 
All right. We've gone on long enough. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't know. I mean, well, we've done, we've done what I think the people of Montreal are going to do this uh, next week, which is uh, avoid giving a shit about the current Blue Jays whatsoever. I feel that's going to be interesting. So, yeah, they, who are they playing? St. Louis? Yes. They're playing St. Louis Cardinals yeah. in Montreal. Marcus Stroman was, was on the social media today talking about how he's excited to, uh, to start Montreal and have everybody come out. That'll be good. Does, he, does Marcus Stroman use social media? Uh, a little bit. Oh, a little bit. He does. Should be fun? Should it? Is it? I don't know. I'm going to go up, I think. I'm not 100%, but I think I'm going to go up. Probably not go to the games, but just go and go and take in the atmosphere of the see if see if there's any buzz whatsoever. Go search the like fucking Raul Duke fucking searching for the the buzz around Montreal for the for these Blue Jays, which I think will be completely non-existent. Well, it's a weird. I think that is a not unlike what's happening here, though. A little bit right now. So the Blue Jays. Well, are oh well, this is a thing worth talking about. Is the fucking shy interview with Shapiro? Okay. Where they he brought up the fact that the home opener is still not sold out, which I think is you know speaks to what you were about to say when I cut you off. <laughs> well, they're 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 in an odd spot, and I, I at the risk of I was started to I was kind of thinking about putting the pen to the pad a little bit, but like this is almost a return to the battle days because the Yankees not only are the Yankees improved mm. by acquiring Giancarlo Stanton, who plays for the Yankees. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, and they've got Neil Walker, and they've got Brandon Drury. And, and oh wow! Got, oh wow! And they've got CC Sabathia. Oh my goodness! They made the they made the ALCS <laughs> last year. Yeah, it was a fluke. It was, but <laughs> this, they're very good. When they good. do it this year, it won't be a fluke. <laughs> no, and the Red Sox are really good. So it's almost like it's the battle days. The Blue Jays are not quite irrelevant, but also there's an extra wild card. There's we, a chance, just there's a chance to lose lose fucking wild card games in Fenway year after year. They are no they're in the same boat as they were when you and I started doing things like this, where they was like, that team's pretty good. If a few things go their way, they'll be they could be in there with a shout. Mm-hmm. Right? If a few things go the Jays' way this year, they could be in there with a shout. But the thing with the other two teams is for things to go bad, for the Yankees and Red Sox in particular, the list of things that have to go bad is long. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Aaron Judge is a flash in the pan. Maybe Gary Sanchez is a flash in the pan. Yeah, maybe. maybe Greg Bird can't say help. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. Giancarlo Stanton can't say help. I like it. Maybe Didi can't <laughs> I say I need the fucking Vince McMahon gif here as you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's maybe CC Sabathia is a dead cat bounce. Maybe Master Snaka can't keep the ball in the ballpark. Maybe Luis Severino is a fluke. There, there are a lot of things that ha- all have to go wrong for the Jays to say pass the Yankees. And on the Red Sox side, it's the same thing. Maybe Dustin Pedroia can't play. Maybe, maybe the, uh, uh, Xander Bogarts can't hit. Maybe Mookie Betts is a fluke. Maybe J.D. Martinez isn't as good as Josh fucking Donaldson is at the plate. Maybe David Price is cooked. Maybe Chris Sale is finally limbs tear one from the other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that have to go wrong. All those things don't have to go wrong. Just a few of them. Well, the if if Chris Sale gets hurt, the Red Sox are fucked. Yeah. So there's always that to hope for. <laughs> uh, but but no, go go on, go on. Well, no, like 
there are more things. The Jays need a bunch of stuff to go right and a bunch of stuff to go wrong for one of the Red Sox and Yankees and also for the Angels and also probably for the Twins and maybe maybe Cleveland. I know Chris Swick from Yahoo today was from Big League Stew was like, maybe the Indians are kind of overrated. And uh, I'm here. I'm ready to listen to that. But Well, you figured it out. Congratulations. You figured it out. Jay's <laughs> Why bother <laughs> playing the year? I, I am reminded as you speak of the bad old days. Well, the one I think about the fucking second wild card that our precious thick son, the second wild card spot. <laughs> uh, but no, I listened to uh, Rachel McDaniel, McDaniel, who does stuff at... Uh, or did maybe stuff at BP Toronto and Baseball Prospectus. It does a bunch of. She was on uh, Eric Roseberry's podcast uh, on baseball writing, and was mentioning because she's fairly new to the uh, to the writing of like full time writing about Jay stuff, which I don't even think she does full time because she was talking about being a student. But said that it was interesting. There was so much expectations about the Blue Jays last year. And everybody sort of had this one way that they they thought that the team, you know, everything's going to be fine because they're going to do the projections. And then it all went sideways and all went bad and everything went bad and said that, you know, uh, that there was just so much more opportunity to be creative in a season like that. And to as a writer, at least, to think about like, okay, how many ways can I say they're bad? How many ways, like how many, how nobody wants to read a recap of the week of fucking misery we went through, which actually opened up a lot of opportunities for like some fertile, interesting stories and things to come out of it. And that completely brought me back to the early blogging days because that was a bad team. And Mm. I think if those had been good teams, there wouldn't have been the same sort of thing that happened because exactly that, like who wanted to, you can't, you can only just call fucking Josh Towers of shitty motherfucker so many times. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of that. It was like, okay, well, let's turn, you know, in the in the, the papers, in the regular kind of credentialed media, it was, there were a lot of, like, sniping a little bit about J.P. Richard. It's oh, like, okay, well, think? then let's, yeah. in the blogs, let's turn him into, like, a full-blown cartoon character <laughs> and, and, like, have fun with it. And, but, and, and it was like, yeah. there was, there was, like, holiday to cling to. Yes. Right. It was like let's cling to Halliday and let's, you know, wonder and then hope that whomever might uh, come together. And, and the 2018 that we briefly touched on that I could, again, I I would go like was that the Roland year? Blink 155. Or there, there's a po- there's a podcast podcast that go one minute right. at a time. Star Wars minute. We could do that. I could go one game at a time in the 2008 Blue Jays because <laughs> Scott Rowland got hurt. Remember Scott Rowland yeah. got hurt in spring training and then he finally showed up and he was a maniac and then he was really good. Um, but, like, they just weren't good enough. At no. that time, they weren't good enough because the Yankees were at, were outspending everybody and the Red Sox had built this amazing core and also spent all the money in the world. There just wasn't... And then that was the year... The 2008 was the year of the, of the Rays as well, right? The, the Rays won the division right. that year. Um, where that was just like, well, this isn't fair. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay is supposed to be bad and the Blue Jays are supposed to be... You know, this is the, their time. Mm-hmm. Where that was... That was 2006, 2007, 2008 was J.P. Ricciardi doing what the Blue Jays ended up doing in 2015, 2016, right? That was mm-hmm. his fly, fly forever. That mm-hmm. was his spending all the money. He didn't really make any that many crazy trades, right? They right. traded for Troy Gloss, and then they ended up trading Gloss out and Roland yeah. in, and then Roland goes out, Encarnacion comes in, but whatever. Um, 
but yeah, like the, those those are the bad old days where the, you're looking at the team going like they're good, and and we went and that's this is what we all lived through with the maybe they should sign Prince Fielder or what's going on with with uh, with you Darvish right? Like, they're all coming those, here because yeah. those Blue Jays teams were close-ish, right? I mean, yeah, that maybe the timeline's a little bit off, but like if they yeah. could only, and that's where we are right now. So it's gonna be a fun year. It's gonna be a wacky year. So Get ready for hijinks. There are some guys who are in their <laughs> mid twenties right now who have just started. Some guys and and, and like this. Uh, you know, uh, Meg, you say her name was sorry. Rachel McDaniel. Rachel McDaniel, who's like they're all working at a desk job for the first time, and they're be like, "Well, this is fun. Let's fuck talk some shit on this team because they aren't going to win anything." For the longest time, <laughs> for the you know two last couple of years, when you and I doing this, yeah, we just got to be like, "Man, they're good." Yeah, that's pretty fun. You know, 2015 wasn't really like, ah, eh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I was fucking paralyzed in 2015, though. I, it was like, Ed, like everybody, everybody was writing about the team. Everybody, like, you know, global news has fucking nightly Blue Jays gamers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like there, there's just nowhere. It's just suffocating. There was nowhere to breathe because mm-hmm. nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody had anything interesting to say. It was all just like, ah, this holy shit, what's happening? Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to a season when they fucking suck. Unfortunately, it's not going to be this one. Uh, for just uh, <laughs> also, fifty dollars a year, you can sign up for the athletic. <laughs> also, though, I was going to say that that re- what you were saying about Ricciardi reminded me of the the piece this week. I don't know if you saw that uh, uh, Baseball America talked to GMs of like failed rebuilds. Uh, Gord Ash was in it. Uh, that's Dave, interesting. Dave Little, Littlefield, Dave Littlefield, Pirates, Al, uh, Pirates, Alec Baird the, of the uh, Royals, and the and Littlefield and, and Baird, uh, similar to Richardi. Richardi could have fit right in with them because they kind of they tried to rebuild, they tried to figure something out, it didn't really work, and then the next guy came in and 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 sort of built on their not not too much on their success. Maybe <laughs> both of them were kind of like, yeah, the, like the. We probably should have done more with like player development. <laughs> and, like some of their regrets are kind of like, yeah, well, that, that is what it was like ten years ago, but fifteen years ago now, I guess. But uh, but no, it was interesting, and it's interesting how that exact same fucking thing happened to Richardi. Obviously, there was Anthopolis, and, and you know, uh, uh, it took him a while as well. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a point. I just it's funny how that lined up in a similar way. Pirates and the Royals. Uh, shitty, well, shitty teams, teams are sort of beating their fucking heads against a giant wall at the top of a... Well, what those guys were all doing in those days was walking around being like, I can get you a good team for nothing. True. That's when Richardi came in and was like, well, I'll make what worked in Oakland, we'll work here. Yeah. And that goes, and I saw that Dallas Steve was, was tweeting about it today, about Carlos Delgado. How the Jays all, like basically lowballed him. Right. Where this is one, probably one of the three best players ever in... You know, position players. Especially. Well, you're damned if you do. If you, I mean, you could lowball David Price and he won't take it. But then, if, but if you don't lowball him and you don't even offer him a formal contract, then you get shit on for that too. Right? Yeah, but Delgado was the same thing. We're trying to like, no, we'll let Delgado walk, and then we'll I'll build the team up, and we'll bring in Hinsky, and we'll do yeah. all this for fifty million bucks. We'll let you. We'll run the team into the ground so you can buy the stadium for a song, and then yeah, yeah. how'd that work out? Pretty well for that for the for the baseball operations folks. Um, you know what? I think that's it. We've been we've been going on about (laughs) the old days for sure here. The important thing is the season starts next week. Mm -hmm. Come out to the rec room. Enter if you're in Toronto. 
Tickets are free. You just got to go on the website, um, Homestar, Homestand Sports. Yeah, homestarrunner.com. Homestarrunner.com. Uh, just time, send an email to Strongback. Every time I get an email, I hope it's from a female. Uh, go uh, or, or check us. Check out the Birds All Day Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash birdsallday. Uh, we shared a, a link today. Hit it. You can sign up, come in, have some pints, have a good time. Watch the game there on a massive screen, or if you have tickets, you wander across the road, you go in. Yeah, come join us, then go to the game. We don't even care. Nobody's nobody's taking fucking numbers. It's all good, and we'll be back. So we'll do more, a bit more of a. Well, I don't know. It won't be formal, but we'll, that's more of season preview. And I, as I said, got a couple different things lined up uh, for early next week. We'll continue to uh, to pump it out, get the get get you and get ourselves ready for the season because it's it's really in the in the middle there. I think it again. It is. It could be. It could be exciting, and, and I do think, and we, we maybe we'll talk a little about, about this a little bit next week, mm-hmm. the presence of those two guys lurking below, <laughs> and when guys like Stroman are like, yo, they can help this us now, maybe they get the opportunity. You know, first week of May 2019, that's probably when I would call them up. Three weeks in, <laughs> three weeks in April. Game it, game the Thursday. No, uh, you're absolutely right. You're and absolutely speaking right. of, you know, I, th- I think what we're you and I will talk about for Super Bad. We're going to talk about the minor league player thing a little bit. Oh, nice. Uh, which I think is important to talk about. So is we'll, there a labor crisis in this country? Let me be blunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. Thank you to everybody. Uh, of course, you can support us at uh, Patreon.com/slash/BirdsAllDay. Uh, we've been going at it for three years now and uh, we're incredibly thankful and appreciative of everyone who, who um, supports the show keeps us going and, uh, and uh, again supports the content that you value because um, it, it, you know we love to do it and we love that you love that we love to do it and we also wouldn't be here if you weren't supporting us that's almost we, it, it, is, sure a, it is a wonder I know we missed last week though we did do we're doing the extra ones but no it is a, it's an extremely good motivator I can't imagine where we would be without you heroes. We would not have done 155. <laughs> I'm very episodes. confident. Of that. I'm very confident of that. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you next week. Uh, of course, you can read Stoughton full time at the Athletic. Uh, yeah, you've been doing fantasy posts now. No, blame Eno for that. <laughs> Eno, get <to> the show. <laughs> I don't know. I just do what I'm told. I'm just intimidated by everybody. He's so fucking good there. There's all the. There, it's like everybody's. They're ridiculous. Jason Stark now. Stark, fucking C. Trent, fucking Emma Spans there. There's, it's like, like you just go down the list. It's fucking ridiculous. It is uh, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, uh, fucking John Lott is out there killing it constantly. Like, right, right. like just crazy, interesting story. Like the three piece thing on the catch can't is not unreal. do interesting story. Like it's yeah, it's you know you look at what some of the other uh, other mainstream sources pump out. And I mean, it just, it just, he towers over it. It's ridiculous. They brought you in there for a reason. Be proud of the work that you do and the audience that you've brought to them. Yeah, that I... they bought lock, stock, barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Stoughton, my name is Drew Fair, <laughs> Drew Fair Service. We will talk to you. Uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, probably later hey, on tonight. Say hi in Montreal. If, uh, if oh, yeah, come to Montreal. Come to Montreal uh, and uh, see Stoughton. Could you do some Stoughton spotting in Montreal? Yeah, yeah, look, yeah look for the beard. Yeah, oh, you know what? I'll bring my Troy Chulowitzki cards. If you, if you spot me, I'll fucking give you a card. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right, for Stoughton, I'm Drew. We'll talk to you next week on Birds All Day.